0: My name is Alex Musioka, I'm the Chief Commercial Officer, Tobias Reiter, CEO of d Technology.
1: This is Diversified 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 game. game. Game Game.
2: A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may
1: agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, these two gentlemen, Alex and Tobias, all the way from Rwanda, are gonna give us the game on how they made it on, how we made it in Africa. That's where we first saw them. And I always thank them for putting out great stories. But these two gentlemen are gonna give us the game on this company and medical supplies and what they're doing in Africa. So, gentlemen, welcome to the show. How are you both doing? Thank you for having us. Yeah, we're doing great.
3: Yes, we're doing great too. Thank you for having us.
1: Yes. Well, thank you for taking the time out to give us the game. Can you tell us about the company? How, you know, what do you guys do? How did this partnership come together? We are just excited to hear.
0: Yeah. So it all started, you know, when I was living in Europe um, and studying business administration and built my first venture, which was an AI powered trading algorithm. And even though I was making decent money, I wanted to do something more meaningful. I wanted to create impact and got very interested in Africa. And uh, for my master thesis, I came to Rwanda to do research and immediately fell in love with the country, met Alex and uh, Alex has been working in the medical supplies industry for more than 12 years now, and he showed me this massive problem in healthcare here that most of the hospitals do not have the right medical products available to treat their patients. In fact, every minute, five people are dying in the developing world, most of them in Africa, because of diseases that could be treated if the right medical products were available. And I was wondering why they're not available. And uh, as Alex showed me, Often they're not available because of poor procurement decisions you know, that are based on gut feeling. A healthcare provider might say, let me buy 5,000 face masks and 10,000 surgery gloves because they don't know when they will get them again, right? You have very weak infrastructure in many countries, uh, civil unrest, for example, in Eastern DRC, uh, and a lot of uncertainty, right? And a lot of middlemen, counterfeit products. So basically, the supply chain is completely broken, and because of that, hospitals are often forced right, to buy huge quantities of certain products, and together with you know gut feeling uh, based decisions, often also you know uh, buy the wrong quantities so with that, because of that, you know, um, many hospitals often can't treat their patients because of the limited product range, and we thought. When we met each other and talked a bit about technology, about, you know, the medical supplies industry, Alex gave me his experience. He showed me around. We traveled around the read, read the same issue, you know, this kind of poor procurement decisions. And then we thought, why not using technology to solve that problem? Why not using predictive analytics, right? Trying to capture data. And with that data, building up models that can predict what will be the right product? What will be the right quantity? And when should that product be at the hospital? And we, we started three and a half years ago, and now we're working with more than 500 hospitals, clinics, and healthcare providers in Rwanda, Burundi, and Congo. And uh, next month, we are venturing into Kenya. Yeah. Now,
1: let's, ha- let's have a – that that's all awesome. Let's have a teachable moment because Alex has an MBA – You have an MBA, and you guys came together like Voltron, for those who are old enough to remember that cartoon. Um, Tobias, what do you think your, you know, what did you bring that Alex needed? Because many people will say, oh, well, that's the money guy. The Mizungu came in and gave the money and had, you know, everything. But I have a feeling that It's even more than that. So can you talk about what you brought to Alex and what Alex had? Because many other people, foreigners coming to Africa will say, I've heard you can't trust Africans because my African friends say it. So I want to hear what each talent was and how the relationship just was, you know, it just bonded to have success. Yeah,
0: I'm really happy that you're bringing that up because, you know, the only reason why our company is where it is right now is because of that combination, I believe, you know, like I could have never done this without Alex, without a person that is really passionate about healthcare care and, uh, you know, has all that experience and the market knowledge and the relations and, you know, the cultural insights, right? So it's very difficult for you coming from Europe and thinking, okay, you have the right education, you know, you have money, you can make it here, but that's not the case. You know, you really need to adapt to the local business environment. And I think, uh, uh, you know, it is really difficult without a partner and you can do so much more with a partner. So what did Alex bring? Well, he, as I said, you know, had that, I mean, he still has it, uh, has that experience in medical supplies. He knows all uh, the healthcare providers here. He knew what is needed and he knew which products would be the right products for the local market and how you can operate in such a challenging environment. You know, how do you deal with healthcare providers, with the infrastructure, with local people, right? How do you build a great company here in Africa with Africans, right? Not only in Rwanda, but in Burundi, in Congo, in Kenya. And um, what I believe that I brought in is, you know, that kind of sense of opportunity. Uh, as I was already in Europe uh, engaging in you know, a tech company, I, I knew that if, you know, you're trying to solve a big problem and you know how to communicate it, Um, You will find people that want to join you on your mission, right? You can find investors. You can make a big company out of it and create a lot of impact. And um, that is what we did together, right? Uh, Alex really built the whole company, you know, as a chief commercial officer, made sure that healthcare providers always have the products available. And I tried to make sure that, you know, we have a big vision and we can communicate that have the right investors and the right uh, support and environment, you know, to really work together and make medical supplies affordable and accessible.
3: you want to join? Yeah, yeah, just just, uh, to add what he was saying is uh, uh, one of the most important things that he left out was the technology part, Uh, because, uh, you know, previously uh, our idea, you know, was to ensure that you know first of all we come we make sure that the the, the end users trust us uh, then he brought the aspect now of making sure that you know now let's make sure everything is pure technology he's actually adding the technology part on our you know our software in terms of you know having the meetings with the cto and making sure as well you know all all of us are incorporated in in this technology part Uh, Just to add, I think Tobias added more, actually, in terms of also the way we uh, as a company would look at our future uh, in terms of, you know, the big, the the brighter side of what we would want to see in in, in ourselves. I I think as we continue the conversation, we will get to add more depending on the questions that we have. But yeah, he has played a very important role uh, for us in in VPEC.
0: But I could have never ever uh, done this without Alex. So uh, that is why really I, I always tell you know, other entrepreneurs who come to you know, Africa or to other you know, uh, continents, you know, to business environments that are really different to what you're used to, right? To work with a local partner. Not only will your company be much more successful, but you as a person will really grow that you know cultural uh, exchange right and you will better understand people where you're working because that is really key you're not here to make money or to build a company you're here to be part of the community right and only then can you build a successful company i believe and in order for you to understand the local community the local people you have to be with them right? You have to interact with them, you have to try to understand them. And the best way of doing that is having a partner, a local partner.
1: I'm so I'm so glad you say that, because I've seen um, a few businesses, and they try to do it all their own, trying to come save Africa. And, you know, it's, um, and sometimes I'm going to be very just clear, sometimes it's, the, the black Americans or the black Brits. Oh, it's Africa. You know, I'm, I might be from here or I might have a better way of doing things and let me show them. And we really have nothing to show Africa but to just come with an open mind like you came with. Now, Alex, when you started this, I want to know how crazy, how crazy, how mad did your family, did your friends think you were when you started this? Because then you find, you know, opposites attract, you know, and there's a reason why we all need foreigners to come into our country because they help our countries, especially a place like America. We're built on it. But I want to know how crazy, how many people... Told you no, this could not happen before you found the right partner.
3: Uh, I think, I think, um, actually, to just to correct that, uh, we began together, mm-hmm. so it did not that it joined me, uh, after I had started. We began together, and uh, you guys still there? We, okay, can you, are you with me?
1: Okay, now it came back. Yes,
3: yeah. So most of the most of my uh, competitors our competitors say that we couldn't make it uh, simply because they didn't see us going far because we began with dental supplies uh, something which is not very common. We started with niche products products which are not common in the market, and uh, you know. Everyone was like, no, dental cannot make you revenues, you know, uh, I don't think yet that young guy can operate a company, you know, and make it successful, you know, there are all these kind of words. Uh, and then when we began, we started slowly because we wanted to make sure that we gain trust uh, and traction to our customers, make sure like when we get a customer, uh, we serve him to the very best and make sure that he's satisfied. So, uh, leaving that on the side uh this aspect of also you know uh, we having the employees and the and the salary laden you know like you have to make sure that the salaries are paid on time it, revenues are not sufficient the expenses you know uh looking at the Rwandan uh, environment business environment actually taxes are very strict not that they're Above what any other country would uh, have, but they're very strict. You have to ensure that you pay, you know, the taxes on time, and they're really, you know, moderate, uh, if I can say. So those are some of the challenges when you're beginning the business, and honestly, we had sleepless nights uh, sometimes at the end of the month, uh, where we need we needed to see how to go through and you know pay our employees. Uh, We actually, on the first year, we also got a tender uh, uh, from Ministry of Defense. And now the question where do we get the funds, right? So these are some of the challenges because uh, honestly speaking, when it comes to my relatives, they also question, you know, how will you make it, Alex? Have you ever done this before? But you know, the passion and where I was born, uh, I actually born in I was actually born in the biggest slum in, in Africa, Kibera. If you have ever heard of it, and uh, I've been there. Are, what you've been there, okay, yeah. So what yes. drives there is you know a car without fuel, so you have to ensure that you push for the next day. So and these are the, some of the things that you know I would say they're really difficult for us to manage, but yes. We made it up to this point.
1: Well, I I love that. And yeah, uh, Kibera, I have been. um, We went from the, uh, what was it? The Flaming Casino. I took my client and our crew to Kibera. It was just, they said... What happened? The, the change was drastic. I said we gotta we gotta film everywhere. Um, Alex, I want to know because your are you know, you're like machine learning certificates from Stanford, from University of Michigan. Um, I'm from the Bay Area. So I know you know the Bay Area and Northern California very well. Is with all your education, I want to know which certificate, if you were giving advice to a young person, which degree. What was the most important that's helping you now with your business?
3: Okay, Um, with with what I learned, uh, so I did my bachelor's in international business. Uh, Then I also did my MBA in business administration. I also did a little bit of uh, computer science. Uh, uh, Yeah, and then the rest, you know, came from Tobias himself.
1: Tobias and I meant that yeah I want to switch that it It was for Tobias I ran Tobias's resume um off but let me switch I see Alex's name I I'm a dyslexic forgive me but (laughs) yeah
0: yeah um well one thing I would really recommend uh you know young entrepreneurs or people who want to become an entrepreneur to to learn is machine learning and the reason why I would recommend that is because I believe it's the future. You know, Um, the human brain is amazing, but if you can use a computer and you collect all that data, data that we as humans can never store, you know, and then use it to solve huge problems, then, you know, you can really build a great company, I believe. So this is a very important course, machine learning from Stanford University, Andrew. Uh, He's very famous. Uh, I I would really recommend that as it will give you an overview of a very deep overview. It's also very exhausting to do it, uh, very demanding, but you will really have a deep understanding of every aspect of machine learning. And with that, you will come up with ideas how you can solve the world's biggest problems with the power of technology.
1: I think that should be like a a mandatory course for everybody, I don't know, 15 and up, just because we hear so many people. And I I just want to know your opinion. When you hear people talking and then they just randomly throw out, oh, but the blockchain will fix it. And you know that they know nothing about even coding. They know nothing. They're an end user, but they say the blockchain and I'm buying this crypto because of the blockchain. Could you give any advice for those who just love to throw out the blockchain? the blockchain because you have a much more deeper understanding both of you than you know most people yeah i think we need
0: to in in terms of education we you know education has to become much more modern right much more applied especially uh in in you know areas and regions like here in africa we need to train people and give them modern skills with which they can really participate in the new economy, you know? So, uh, as you're saying, many people are throwing around words that, you know, they might not, or concepts that they might not really understand that much, and I think it's really important to understand that blockchain is very, uh, you know, very valuable, I believe. So, if you really understand it and how it can be used, for example, to eliminate corruption and all, all these things, especially, as uh, actually, we are planning to include um, blockchain in our application at some point to tackle corruption in medical supplies, right? Uh, Just, you know, to mention that. But I think that education has to become much more um, modern. It has to, you know, teach people all these modern concepts instead of the old books that, you know, have been there for, for many, many years. And I think we need to focus more on technology. Not that everyone has to become a tech expert, but I think it's important to understand how technology, um, you know, helps our society and uh, also the basic
1: concepts, right? I love it. I love it. I'd I'd like to give both of you some time. It's um, a signature question I like to ask all my guests. Um, You know, you're having success. The best is yet to come. But what is a community give back that you are doing or that you would plan to do in the future for both of you yeah.
3: um so we have uh, we have started with some of the projects that we've been looking, uh, we've wanted to do uh, but as of now uh, for example we we are offering our checks to uh, to uh, the Batwa community uh, that is uh the, the minority community here in Rwanda uh, we offer a certain amount of money, then visit, I think, on some of our pictures on social media, you see Tobias playing football, very actively playing football with them. Um, in future, I, I think uh, my goal is to ensure that, you know, in Africa, the awareness, uh, dental hygiene awareness is, is a problem. And uh, uh, this is one of the things that I would want us to have a mobile clinic we'll just ensure that we move around the rural places and make sure that we do medical checkup then refer them to the clinics that we are currently selling our products or you know working with Uh, the other thing actually is the technology part with women Um, i think tobias can probably explain that much more yeah uh thank you so you know
0: uh in terms of our corporate Objective, right? And how we can give something back, and how we can be a, a good corporate citizen as a our company, you know, how we can be part of the community and add value to them is that we focus on empowering female engineers, you know, software engineers, and uh, also machine learning engineers. So we want to uh, build our technology with, you know, African machine learning. Um, experts with women and, and you know unfortunately right now there's still a lot of stereotypes out there that women are not good in technology um, that you know this is not a job for a woman we, we hear that all the time yeah. and this is why we saw why not you know focusing on empowering those women and we're working together with a project here in rwanda called leaper r it's funded by uh, the german development initiative And, you know, they're training a lot of young machine learning uh, enthusiasts. And then we are providing them an internship and a full time position afterwards. So we've just started that. We really want to focus on capacity building, right, beyond our own internal recruitment, but the people who do an internship, the women that do an internship at our company, if we can't hire them because we already hired too many, uh, we would like to connect them to other, you know, industry leaders. So, that is one thing. The other thing that Alex mentioned is we really want to raise awareness of healthcare and health issues, especially in rural areas. So, we're um, actually right now running a program that we're just starting now with new funding where we're reaching out to schools and we're tra- teaching them about oral healthcare. We're providing toothbrushes, dental hygiene products. To you know, in areas where they're not accessible yet, you know, where people are not yet uh, aware of how important it is. And not only will that include the the oral hygiene and oral health, but we want to do that with other diseases, for example, providing you know, um, uh, face masks and gloves and other personal protective equipment and raising awareness of COVID 19. And in all kinds of different areas, actually, we want to bring, uh, you know, specialists from all around the world, ideally also from Africa, to, show, to, you know, transfer knowledge, healthcare practitioners, right, to do training sessions with our healthcare providers and uh, train them uh, certain things about implantology, about, you know, um, other very specialized fields. So we want to improve healthcare here. But then, as a personal objective, I believe, as Alex already mentioned, we are very involved here with uh, you know um, people that are coming from low income uh, families, especially rural areas uh, and minority groups. So we we have, as a company and also personally supported uh, you know schools there. Um, where we're paying for the teachers, we're paying for the school infrastructure. And hopefully now as our company will become bigger, um, you know, and, and we will have a little bit more money left. I think we can also do much more with that. And I know Alex is very passionate about football. So we hope to actually have a team with, you know, three children that we you know where we can provide school fees. Hopefully, play with that. There are many things that we want to do, but actually, with what we're doing at VBAC, the beauty of our company is that we're getting so much support, you know, from manufacturers, from healthcare providers, from investors. That there is a lot that we can do in terms of capacity building, in terms of improving healthcare, teaching, uh, you know, practitioners. And uh, that's what I love about what we're doing. Not only are we building a company we really creating impact here.
1: What can the public, the audience do? I know you guys want to expand to East Africa, but as soon as you do that and you have a great system, you know, there'll be other regions saying, hey, we want to try your mousetrap. It may be better than ours. So somebody who's maybe in Cameroon or Sierra Leone um, or in beyond, what could they do to be able to use your company? Well, um, you know, if they need to go speak to the government, where do they need to be money-wise or, you know, do they need to just kind of hold off until, you know, you come to them? Uh, Yeah, (laughs) so, so
0: okay. Well, what we're doing already is, you know, drop shipping in Congo especially. So we don't have our own office in uh, Goma, not yet. We will have now. We're just in the process of establishing something next to the border in in Rwanda so that we can really supply products in Congo But what we're doing is, you know, anyone who would want to buy products through a platform could register, and uh, we're very happy to supply that. Only that, to be very honest with you, it only makes sense for the, you know, neighboring countries, for the region that we work in. That is actually what we're doing now, you know, for the time being. For the time being, we want to focus on whole East Africa. Any hospital in, in, you know, Uganda, in Tanzania, in South Sudan, Ethiopia, they can all buy from VBack, and we actually do have customers there. Regular requests, you know, like in Tanzania, um, people who want to buy medical supplies at affordable prices. But for other regions, as you were mentioning, mentioning, you know, Cameroon, um, you know, maybe Southern Africa, just wait a bit. We will be there very soon.
1: Okay, okay, you guys, you know, they're going to expand, but register, like they said, between both of them, they probably speak like, you know, at least a quarter of the world's languages. Um, You know, I I know, Tobias, you can speak, you know, uh, Dutch and uh, French and Swahili, I saw. Um, And I know, Alex, you speak Swahili, English, and it wouldn't surprise me if you spoke two others at least Um, being there. So you guys can expand globally. All you have to do is know Chinese, and then you're really unstoppable. Um, Tell the people, leave the people with something where they can reach you. Um, Links will be in the description box, people, whether you are listening or watching, but, you know, give them the last words uh, so they can really connect and, you know, be sold on your business.
0: Yeah, thank you. So, you know, we would be very, very happy if you connect with us on LinkedIn, on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. You can just Google Be Back Medical and you will find our social media accounts. And I really want to say here that, you know, we are trying to tackle one of the world's most, um, you know, one of the world's biggest challenges, actually. You know, the Broken medical supply chain and the unfair, you know, uh, supply of medical products because you know money, unfortunately, in this world often rules. Right, so you know there are certain regions that have much more access to medical products, and we together, you know, Alex and I and our whole company, our whole team wants to make medical products affordable and accessible in Africa, you know, and to do that, we need the help of all of you. Right. Um, This is a really big challenge that we have here and any kind of support uh, is very meaningful and we are very happy to connect with people that are interested in what
1: we're doing and see if that there is a fit. Yeah. Thank you very much. Well, I love it. You guys have gotten the game. We've gone from Europe to Rwanda, Alex in Kenya. I don't know if he, Alex can see that, but you know, know, but (laughs) we we are rocking. You guys have been blessed by the game. If you do nothing else, share it with someone. It will change their life and be.
2: Hi guys. I'm Kai Gabiam from the diaspora channel, a lover of Africa. If you love Africa as well and you would love to visit, one day or to relocate to Africa, there is a course out there for you. And this course is my first trip to Africa, a course well put together by by a seasoned traveler, Kellen Cash Coleman. This course is designed to prepare you to travel better, which will save you both time and money and the great news is this course costs only 20 dollars guys it can't get any better go right now and enroll to this course at com. don't miss out